Friday morning it is. It's beautiful. I've already been up and about. Yeah, did you? I just I've been up since you know I got off the plane yesterday, kind of late, and I've been up since Mm -hmm. early. Had to take one of the kids to school. Not feeling my best, man. I gotta say, I forgot what these little kind of cross country jaunts could do to a man's body and soul. I I I understand that. I I went through that coming back from Mexico City uh, about a month ago. But today I feel fantastic. You know, I, I, I woke up, I consumed some, some great content. There's a lot of great content out there right now in, in there various is media. So much good content. You brought some things to my attention. Um, we'll get to your column in a second. Um, in, the, in the big broadsheet in the Times art section, uh, not my friend, but I still consider him my boy because I read everything he writes, Jason Figaro. Um, he, he took oh, one for the team, my friend. He took that. one for the team. Uh, he uh, he rolled to both of the large scale <laughs> Van Gogh, uh immersive uh, for profit exhibitions that are taking place I in mean, Manhattan. There are people in the art world who are treating this bullshit like it's the fucking moon landing, and it is about time that someone with the intellect of Jason Farago to just firmly eviscerate it because this is the dumbest shit I've ever. It, it is the dumbest shit. I had some kind of non-art world acquaintances, family members like, hey, should we check this out? Um, I was like, no, without seeing it. The great thing, so these are these <laughs> big kind of like new media projections basically of, of Van Gogh paintings because he's out of copyright um, public domain. Uh, they cost like 50 bucks to go to. Um, but the great thing about what Jason did is he didn't like, he eviscerates it, but he eviscerates it quietly because he kind of like, he takes it at face value and experiences at face value. And like the pithiness is like really subtle. It's not like a, it's not like a review of, um, of uh, the donkey sauce restaurant in Times Square. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, he, 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 he pounded the pavement. He, he did his homework and that's what makes it so good because yeah, he could have just like dismissed it outright, but there's like there's historical allusions. There's like speaking about notion of projection exhibits. I mean, it really exactly. it's really good. Everyone should read it. Don't go to the exhibits, obviously, Don't. but read the fucking do article. Not, do not go. You will be a literal sucker. You will be the people that that PT Barnum is talking about. There's not even any irony in it, like in, in any like fun irony in it. It would just be it just sucks. Um, but anyway, read the article. Um, mm-hmm. What else do we find? You you sent me a couple of uh, great links. I'm I'm just halfway through the interview, but you sent me an Instagram post that is whoa bananas good. I know. I spent last night at Sophie's, a bar in the East Village that I am quite fond of. Uh, Stumbling my, distance from your home with my nearest dearest friends, um, but. Some of my other nearest and dearest friends um, appear to be at uh, a certain art dealer's home in the Harkness Mansion. Yeah, uh, it looks like uh, Nomi Fry, the great New Yorker writer and, and really bon vivant and intellectual leader of the current age, uh, was uh, w- was at Larry's house. Yeah, um, uh, I'm not sure exactly what was going on. And, and, and even if I did, I'm not sure if I, I would be able to share it on the pod, but... but I certainly was not there, and it seems like everyone was having a grand old time. Well, I mean, the picture is that Nomi uh, posted was clearly in Larry's house with a beautiful mm-hmm. Picasso in the background, and in the foreground, a young painter who you reported last week in your column, I believe, is a f- current favorite of Larry's, not on his roster, but someone he collects, keeps his her paintings in his bedrooms, the, uh, the wonderful Izzy Wood, right? Yeah, I, uh, that appears to be the case. Again, if I did have knowledge about what was happening at this dinner, I, I don't think I would even be able to share it on the pod. But I mean, I don't have anything. But I get the post. I mean, the post is the post. I mean, we can, we can speak about what is exactly. in the public yeah. world. It's not a protected account, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's funny. I bet you they had fun. I, he's a lovely host. Um, I bet it was a blast. Yes. I, I I've enjoyed my my few times 
you know, on Larry's jets, on his in his houses. You know, we've we've all enjoyed that. It's it's fun. You know, wasn't you've been on Larry's jet? No, of course not. Oh, <laughs> come on, don't <laughs> careful, man. Don't don't cl- don't 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 claim. Don't don't claim. Um, I did, anyway, I, I was not inv- I was not invited not. to I was not invited to Sophie's with your nearest and dearest. Nor was I invited to Larry's house. I actually did invite you out last night. I said I'm going out tonight, oh, okay. and you didn't even respond to that. Oh, sorry. I flew across the country. I was, I was, I was sitting, I was laying flat and watching some movies most of the day while working on my emails. And I was feeling, I, know, pre- I was feeling pretty spent after some time in Los Angeles. And I did speak very poorly about LA and its restaurants on our full length pod earlier this week. Oh, I should did you go somewhere good. I, I want to say son of the gun, which I've been to many times hmm. before or a handful of times before was even better than I remembered it. Uh, great service. Uh, everyone was on fire. Some new dishes on the menu. Obviously, the chicken sandwich. Obviously, a shrimp cocktail. Um, Shout out like, John Vinny. I mean, this is, this is going to sound boring, but we got a a, a a raw tuna and avocado dish, which sounds like everything that's at every kind of like middle brow restaurant in America. It somehow came dope. as like a softball of fish and avocado, this big, huge, bigger than a meatball mm. mound and kind of like, I believe it was a dashi broth. It was out of this world good. I thought the dashi broth. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was really exceptional. We had a great time. So that was f- super fun. And the galleries, and, and I visited some some uh, artist studios were just in Fuego. The city's just not quite where New York is. And LA is always a little bit more insular. Obviously, you live kind of an interior life more than the exterior life you live in the city. But still, it's, mm-hmm. it's not where New York is. New York is back and better than ever. LA feels a little funky. Well, I'm sure by the time I go in late July, it'll be up to snuff. But good to hear the sound of a gun uh, was better than you remember. I, I actually received some fun pictures from that dinner that you were at from a uh, friend of the pod, Mel's Moran. I don't think you guys were having a blast. We definitely had a blast. Um, all right, should we get into your column this week? Let's do it. What, what, what's in the column? I can't. Even well, remember. let me let me let me peek behind the paywall here. Uh, shout out to our sponsor. Shout out to our sponsor, the Pocket App. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> And also, people, stop reaching out to me. I said I would tell you how to get in. I won't. Just figure it out. A little Google goes a long way. Um, so, I mean, you, you have an, I think it's an exceptional opening item. I am so, so down with this story. I just spent a lot of time with it. Um, you reveal, so obviously we spoke briefly that an Emily May Smith painting sold for $1.6 million all in mm-hmm. at Phillips earlier this week. And you were able right. to figure out who the buyer of this painting was. T- I know, tell me about it. circle. You revealed yeah. to me live on the pod that an Emily May Smith sold for $1.6 million, which I, I truly thought was fiction. Not not that, that, that I don't like Emily May Smith. Actually, she's a wonderful person, and I do like her work, but that is just several magnitudes higher than her current auction record. And I was just, frankly, very surprised. Love Emily. Love the work. It's a ridiculous yeah. price. Yeah, but, it is. But, but this guy won it. Who was willing to go the distance? Mm-hmm. Can, um, you pr- can you pronounce his name? Because I cannot. Uh, it is, he goes by Zhao. Um, okay. From what I understand, it's, and his full name is Yi Zhao Ding. Mm-hmm. And um, I became aware that he had posted a picture of the painting after it sold, saying like, "Like I got it, or it's mine. Welcome to the family." And um, from there, I just started digging. I'd never heard of this guy. Um, and uh, the first few people I reached out to also didn't know who he was. People who were followed by him or following him didn't know who he was. But after some digging. I found a few people who did know he wasn't and done business with him. And uh, they were able to sort of, you know, give me enough details that I fleshed out a sort of mini profile of this guy. I also spoke with him briefly on Instagram that he didn't want to comment uh, for the story, but he is clearly a very, very uh, 
smart, bright, ambitious. Uh, Super ambitious. I, mean, I only know him based now on the Instagram that I figured out. Um, it, he's uh, based in Shanghai, and it looks like he's kind of uh, eventually working towards building some sort of private museum exhibition mm-hmm. space. Um, I'm glad that you got to talk to him. It, you know, he's also seems like he's also uh, bought an awful lot of art that he he highlights on this Instagram. Installed in his cool house and his cool yep. life. He's got some. He's, he's got some cars. He's got like a beautiful girlfriend, wife, an amazingly strange looking cat that I'm kind of obsessed yes. with. I think this dude might be fun to pop bottles with in, in, in Asia. I'm just saying. He seems Absolutely. like he's a, a super fun guy, definitely passionate. His taste is not my taste, but, you know, it takes all types and it takes people that are that are, that are are a little bit crazy and willing to go after things that they think are important or important to him. And uh, mm-hmm. I support that, even if it doesn't match up with my own particular interests. Um, I want to hang out with the guy. I want to have him on the pod. Um, he seems really? super, super fun. And yeah. uh, his Instagram, man, it's a trip. It's an absolute trip. I was I, really, I, I was really out. interested in the dealers that do follow him and inter- And I won't. I'm not. I'm not going to put him any of, any of them on blast. But do like <laughs> interact regularly <laughs> yeah. with 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 comments and likes uh, on the ground. I'll let the people find it for themselves. Um, there's some mutual friends of mine, and uh, so so people clearly know who he is. Um, maybe we should do a little. Uh, maybe you should do a little wet paint slash note to Ben a party for him at our Basel or at Freeze Soul. Yeah, I, I think Free Soul or, or uh, you know, Westbun because he's based in Shanghai. That would be some great opportunities to party with, with Zhao, maybe even at the last Leveron left standing in Shanghai. Ooh, great, you ever, great You ever call. been to that one? No, I've I've never been to I've, I've been to I've been to Shanghai, but w- well before there was a there was a Leveron oh, there. Uh, in November 2019, before the world shut down, I was there with friend of the pod Max Falkenstein, friend of the pod Meredith Darrow having an incredible time at the last LeBron left alive in the world. That's it's a truly great nightclub. It's like way over the top. And so those are two really fun people to be in a nightclub in Asia with. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) uh moving on i'm gonna i I, you also you also have a little ups a little update on where jeffrey epstein's brother is hiding out the art world connection is that he was one of the Mm -hmm. board members of the the chair of the board of the cooper union when they decided they made the misbegotten and and frankly fucking stupid decision to try and charge tuition there which Um, they are reversing they know they are reversing but you know he basically almost bankrupted and ruined the school by engaging in this real estate uh uh Mm. having the school engage in this real estate building and and mortgaging process um, so seems like he's kind of a scumbag, just like his brother. Personal opinion, not fact. Um, to be clear, <laughs> he said seems like that. I think okay. our that. Yeah. Anyway, he's an up, he's an upset. He's in Newburgh, which our I believe is, it was just I believe where you went to that restaurant, Martha. Am I remembering that correctly? Is that where Martha was? Uh, it's called Miss Fairfax. Miss Fair. Excuse me. Excuse me. Newburgh. Um, Newburgh. Shout out Newburgh. Great town. Um, but yeah, I, I I just thought that would it was a nice sort of uh, Epstein world scoop thing that I think would, would be good for the comments. No, it, it, it's, it's good journalism. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And then the next item in your column this week, it actually frightened me. The first, the, the first, the first sentence slash paragraph is Jerry <laughs> Saltz is up to his old Instagram tricks. again. I was like, <laughs> is he flirting with girls? Is he posting like really raunchy, somewhat heteronormative, sexist kind of memes um, talking about penis size and like his constant desire for uh, nubile young bodies? No, it, it wasn't that, thankfully. <laughs> Now I, now I know it scares you to your core. <laughs> I mean, not to my core. I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, did he? Is he finally going to? Is he finally going to get canceled? Um, no, great, passionate lover of the arts and someone who really believes in art and speaks eloquent and writes eloquently about it. But you know, a little bit of a boomer, uh, nonetheless. Um, but it, he, he's he, a bar boomer. Yeah, yeah, um, Just, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, but he he was oh, not he was not engaging in any of those problematic activities. The problematic, somewhat problematic activities. I'm not sure if problematic. He was simply highlighting a, a, a an artist he discovered or was exposed to at this uh, downtown gallery, the Black Wall Street Gallery, which is the one that was defaced, uh, sadly and disturbingly, on the hundredth anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre a couple of weeks ago. Um. Anyway, and he posted a work of uh, an artist who I'm not familiar with. Uh, Chamu, I can't pronounce it. Chimun Wu Joy, um, who's featured in the current group show there, and uh, he, he ta- did he literally tag bigger galleries in this post? He he did. It was it was, it was kind of just a, a faux pas, really, just just sort of very publicly highlight the fact that that big galleries sometimes you know discover artists in small galleries and and take them on. Uh, he could have just texted those galleries or something but the world's most famous art critic probably doesn't need to be publicly tagging (laughs) them so that they can swoop in and check out the work no that that doesn't need (laughs) it just it seemed like a little bit uh, yeah yeah just like a faux pas on jerry's part just like to sort of openly say the things that everything that is that everyone's already doing you know what they say nate bbe big boomer energy exactly that that it's that's really the energy that that he's going for and achieving you know um and if you know and and just tangentially, I'm thinking of of of, of spring uh, uh, stepping stones or springboards for younger galleries. Another piece of media in the broadsheet in the Times this morning that everyone should check out is a great um, medium form long profile of the history of white columns, which is currently um, uh, uh, celebrating a big anniversary. I believe their fiftieth mm-hmm. anniversary uh, this year. Uh, and I didn't. I mean, I realized, but I didn't fully realize all the great artists uh, that are now major players in the art world and art market who had their first exhibitions there. John. Car- and Marilyn Minter, Katie Noland, um, uh, yeah. a real murderer's row, as it were, and and now for the past you know ten more fifteen years something like that, uh, almost twenty. Um, Matthew Higgs has been running it, and he went all through the archives and spent a lot of time kind of digging up. And they have a big show up right now that I haven't checked out yet. Might make it today if I can. Um, but everyone should check out the article in the Times about white columns. Go see the show and donate to them. Shout out white columns. Shout out Matthew Higgs, the legend. Yeah, absolute legend. And also, I mean, Josh Bear, I mean, say talk about boomers, yeah. but say what you will. I, I, you know, he, he was very instrumental in making White Columns what it is today. Uh, he was mm-hmm. kind of a transitional leader there, and it wouldn't, wouldn't still be there if it weren't for, if it weren't for Josh. So shout out Josh Bear. Shout out Josh. Um, and then quick hits, uh, something we alluded to because we both knew about it earlier, but we, we, we saved it for your column, is uh, Mitchell Innocent Nash is joining, the, joining the, the, the westward migration to Aspen, Colorado this summer, uh, joined, joined by Almin Reich, uh, Gloria Mascota from Mexico City, Honor Frazier, which I totally forgot about. Both, both, both that she was existed and, and that she was in Aspen. Um, uh, Marion Boski, so, yeah. so what's the point? Yeah, Marion Boski, who's been there for a while and has a beautiful custom-built space, uh, White Cube, Lyman Maupin, and uh, of course, Richard Mann, Richard Evans, Baldwin Gallery, OG. Baldwin absolutely. Gallery. Shout out Baldwin Gallery. Shout out Baldwin. He's, ama- uh, he's just an amazing guy. They're everywhere. They're in Aspen, but he's everywhere. He's a great Instagram follow if, you, if you're not already clocking him. Yeah. He's, he, he's a great guy. I mean, um, like, I, I some won't regret planning a very important weekend for August 6th because otherwise I'd be in Aspen. seems like, like there's going to be a real, real heady group of kids there. Yeah, I mean, and you can, you know, you roll into, as, as, you, uh, as you stipulate, you, get, you roll into one of the very high-end, very expensive dispensaries mm-hmm. there, grab some gummies awesome. in the morning, go, yeah. go, go for a hike, maybe with an artist or collector, kind of get oh, winded yeah. in, that, in, that, in that super, super low-oxygen, high-altitude environment. Yeah, you get blazed and go to Maroon Bells. Check and, out like, some art. Yeah. your fucking life. And then, yeah, go to some galleries. It's, it's a sick lifestyle. 
Yeah, I mean, the food is, unless you have a private chef, the food's a little bit lacking in Aspen. There's a Casa Tua there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, you know, country club food is fine, but, you know, sometimes I want a little bit more. Um, but but great private chefs and some great wine collectors in Aspen. Absolutely. Um, anyway, did I miss anything else? Those are all the big, uh, all, all, I think, all the big news. Oh, you did notice that, that, that Vito Schnabel is, is opening a West Coast home. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, meaning a gallery on the West Coast. Um, I actually bumped into Vito in the lobby of the Beverly Hills Hotel earlier this week. As one is wont to do. Uh, pretty pretty good look when this when this when this Does guy comes up. Like, hey. after A? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good look when you're rolling through there with clients and you like just know random people. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, so always I, shout out to uh, shout out to Vito. You know how much I love Vito, and and I think that that his program is really, really coalescing into a really cool thing. So it's great that he's going to have a West Coast presence, and the space looks really cool. It's just, it's the oldest post office in Santa Monica. Oh, that's what you um, that's what you said, yeah. And you know, yeah, uh, I, I I believe um, the the, <laughs> the late great Jose Fair, he's not actually dead, but he is in in missing, uh, had a gallery in a post office in Venice Beach uh, that was really cool. You know, Vito's just—he's just the nicest guy. He's great. You know, good-looking, born, born with great connections, uh, dates mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous uh, women, uh, hangs around with celebrities. Would be easy not to like him, but he—he's so—he's such a great guy. He makes it impossible. I know. Um, he'd be down to clown on the pot. I bet sometime. I'm he'd sure. Come he on. I, he'd come I, on. I, I think he's actually mentioned it to me that he wants to come on. So we'll, we'll make that happen. Vito, okay. We, we, we should do that. Um, and then last thing, I didn't get all the way through it, but a uh, last bit of media that you put on my radar that I hadn't read as of yet was this great interview, uh, uh, the aforementioned Nomi Fry of Larry's House uh, with Julian Casa, uh, Casa, Casablanca. Uh, uh, two, two of my favorite New Yorkers just, just having a chat. It's, 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 it's really something to behold. And Nomi is, uh, I don't know if this would surprise you, but is, is a strokes obsessive and uh someone who's just like thought about joining Casablanca's every day of her life and to see this this great mind just interact with with a very mysterious alluring but but hard to read rock star and someone who sort of is emblematic of the new york city of our times it's, yeah, I mean, he clearly in the interview doesn't make it easy for her. No, makes and no. they, and but but she works for it. She's smart enough yeah. where she's she's okay with that. She doesn't want it easy. She doesn't want to select right. a puffy thing. Exactly, um, it's one of those interviews that where you see the sort of like interview process happening in real time, which doesn't happen very often, especially like now when everyone is so guarded and like you know basically every response is a PR crafted answer. Like this is like a very difficult, wonderful. Uh, insane interview. It's great. I mean, like, it's just the perfect thing to wake up on a Friday morning to. Totally, totally. I'm glad you put it on my radar. Everyone, go check it out. That's all I have. Uh, anything good this weekend? You're going uh, away, yeah? I'm I'm going up to the country tomorrow, actually. So I'm in town tonight. If you want to hang, um, uh, and- yeah, probably not. Uh, I mean, I do want to hang, but you know, I'm I'm st- I'm still in recovery mode. Um, yeah, just figuring out the the weekend. There's some cool stuff going. On. There's a ramekin, big ramekin party for their opening in yes, in the Brooklyn tonight. I'm going to try to make it out to the Bushwick to see that show. Shout out Mike Egan. Um, and then, yeah, I think maybe, you know, I can get my old ass over to Paul's Casablanca tonight. You know? Wow. You, you got, yeah. You're not, not going to come back early on Sunday just to make <laughs> no. it? No. No, no. Um, I'm not in the country the rest of the weekend, so this is my one shot. I know. I had something else, but I'm going to leave it at the table. That is it for us. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll be back with a full pod at uh, some point early next week. Nota bene. Out. Out. Ooh.